For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Leftovers. Or... The DMV. Number 97. Or... House cleaning. Or... Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. What is going on, people? Welcome to another episode of the Mike Roach Podcast. As you can see, as you've been hearing on my shows, on Spotify, on Amazon, on Apple, I did tell you that I would be coming to you live with the Mike Roach Podcast to talk some hoops. Let's talk some hoops. To talk some hoops. Now, my boy, Gary, my boy, Gary. Gary, how do you pronounce your last name? Because I always mess it up. Uh, my last name is Samarjan. Now, yeah. Gary has been a basketball enthusiast for I don't know how long at this point. Okay. I'd say probably like eight years old, and I'm 43, so a long time. Yeah. Listen, I know about the name Junkyard Gary. I, that was a nickname, yeah. That, that was, was a nickname was in the nickname. streets. You were a big hooper. I was a you big still hooper. hooping these days, by the way? Uh, you know what? I finally started playing again like three weeks ago. First time since COVID. And my body is stiff, but my shot is still good, so I'm happy about that. It's just I got to get back into the flow. So the more I play, the better it'll be. But yeah, I still coach sometimes. I run some programs for at work, so I'm pretty involved still. Yeah. You know what they say? The first thing you lose is that jumper. I did not lose that. I lost everything else. Like I feel like I'm trying to teach myself how to move again, but the shot's still good. The shot is still good. Yeah. Good. Now, you're a big Raptors guy as well. Big Raptors. NBA overall, but big Raptors guy as well. So we're going to jump in and start talking a little bit of Raptors basketball this season. Let's go. All right, Gary. All right. Now, what did you think about how the season ended for them last season, first of all? Uh, okay. I think it went exactly as I planned. I, I actually, if, if I could find a proof, I'd show you. I literally predicted they'd finish fifth in the conference last year. I really believed chemistry and um, defense will get them there. And I think it did. I did think they'd beat the Sixers. I'm not going to lie. I was, I did believe they could pull that off. But Barnes's injury, I think it sort of played into it. And, uh, but they did a good job. You know, they did, you could tell they didn't stop quick playing. They kept fighting all the way through. And I think it's just a builder for this year. So I think it went exactly as I planned, to be honest with you. I think it went really well. at the beginning yeah. of the season. You had them slotted at. Yeah. Fifth. Yeah. I, I was, um, I, I have a big group chat with some guys I used to play with. And, uh, I told them before the season, I go, guys, they're going to finish fifth in the East. 
And I told him defense and chemistry, it's going to go a long way. And that one year, I know Kawhi was only here for one year, but that really, I think it changes their mindset from a young age. Like they know what it takes to win and to be pros. Mm -hmm. And I think that's affected them. And they're just teaching it to everyone else that comes on the team now. So I just, that's the way I felt. That's And it, it happened. So how do you feel about them this season? They've made a few off-season changes. Yeah. You get an Otto Porter Jr. You draft a Christian Coloco. Yeah. The team is, for the most part, the same, but they've made a few tweaks here and there. How do you feel about their roster going into this new season? I think my biggest issue last year, I think they their depth was pretty bad overall. And uh, we really had no big guys. And I think... Otto Porter Jr., I, I honestly think he's going to probably start, that's my guess, championship experience. Over who? A non-healthy OG, maybe? Possibly. I did talk about that. Yeah. I talked about that on one of my shows. Um, but I think, I really think they're going to be, again, I believe chemistry. You could tell what Masai's building like a small ball team with athleticism, like they're all like six, eight, six, nine, mm -hmm. and they could all jump and they all have long wingspans. They play defense. There's a, there's a thing he's trying to make here. So adding Coloco adds height, rebounding, shot blocking. I really think he's going to average like four fouls a game when he plays because he's, it's a rookie, he's a rookie, but it's going to help. And with Otto Porter Jr. Hoping Malachi Flynn's summer league isn't just a, what he does against Bush league guys. Like maybe it will, translate to this year and our depth might actually be better so i really think it might surprise people plus a healthy og top four in the east do you like this vision that they have for this kind of six eight six nine basketball that they're going with because they're know, taking I'm, it to the next level at this yeah point. i'm old school so i like the old actually i used to i love having an original like center like, I would love Embiid, like an actual center on the team, or Jokic, a center. But today's basketball, there is no real positions anymore. It's just, what's your skill? What's your skill level? If you're a big guy and you can shoot and dribble, guess what? We'll make it work. You could be out there, dribble, shoot, take advantage of guys. So I think what he's doing fits today's basketball. And I think it benefits, and I think it works out. You see it. Look, how, look, look what they did last year. This is without a star like a real legit superstar so adding depth makes your team better if you can't get a superstar you got to have depth i think they're doing it so i think Masai's plan is working um that's what i think the, the re, he wants to build a team now instead of getting a hitman to add to what we have and win i think he wants to win now with building something in his mind that's going to work so i think it's a good plan so was yeah. was there anybody from last season who disappointed you in any way? Um, I would say, in all honesty, the bench as a whole was disappointing. Our depth was bad. I really believe, like any basketball team, any level, doesn't matter what level you're playing, Europe, NBA, college, high school, reps, rep leagues, men leagues, you have five starters, right? So your talent is like this high. Whenever you sub your players, you don't want the drop off to be big. That's where you lose. If you have right. to like, if you if your sub players bring your talent level down to here because you're subbing, you're screwed. You can't win. Now the Raptors they pulled it off somehow. They had like five, four of the five starters were the top 
five or six in average minutes a year, a game last year. Come playoff time, that's going to kill you because you can't sub them off. They're going to be dead tired. You need a bench. So last year, I'd say the bench as a whole was bad, but that's not necessarily players' fault, sort of. It's just they just couldn't – they just didn't have the right depth, guys. But injuries wasn't good either. But um, if I have to pick one guy, and I don't want to say it because I love him, but I'd have to say OG. OG. When he's on the court, he's great. But he's have to like I don't know what he's doing to keep himself healthy, but I think he has to look at that and change his philosophy because we need him to be healthy. So I'm so I'm glad you brought up OG because a lot of people are talking about OG right now and they're looking at him to make the next step, right? Yeah. Like in, in your eyes, what do you consider the next step for OG? Uh, is it, is it, and when I say that, I mean that. Is it becoming a better playmaker? Is he putting more points on the board? Um, is he a better rebounder? We already know he's a good defender. Can he take that to the next level? So what is the next step? I would say he. I need him. If it's me, he needs to average, I would say, 20 points a game and make an all-star game. That's it. Because I really believe, and I've said this, I know people laugh at me sometimes when I say it, but I really think if he's healthy, he could legit be another Kawhi Leonard. You want my honest opinion? He rebounds really well, plays great defense. I don't know. His offensive game has gotten better. Has, It's yes, just yes. that he's injured. And I, I feel like I can't be validate myself. I know I'm crazy, but I can't validate myself unless he's healthy and he can actually prove that. So that's, I think he needs to get to 20 points a game. And I, I think he needs to be an all-star. He needs to become an all-star. I don't know, like, OG is... I See, the way I think about it when you mention that, when it comes to OG, I'm thinking about a guy in Fred Van Vliet who's an all-star, mm. okay? Mm. I'm thinking about Pascal Siakam, who's third all-team. Yeah. Third all-NBA. Yeah. Scotty Barnes is a bit of a phenom at this point. Yeah, big time. So now I'm wondering, from the offensive end, if... OG happens to and Gary Trent Jr. as well, who's obviously a, a oh, solid yeah, shooter as well. Right, another solid guy. But if those guys who I mentioned we're gonna be looking at to take shots, right? Mm -hmm. Like Fred, Pascal, Scotty Barnes was unselfish to a fault at times where we want to see time. him take more. Yep. The question to me is can OG take that next step offensively getting more shots and if he does get more shots does that now take away from one of those guys uh, it, it, it would take away from those guys but the one guy it should take away from um personally i think if you have to sacrifice someone's shots it's it's van vliet's to me he's the point guard i'm again old school traditional style is he's going to be the distributor so if you got to sacrifice shots for somebody it should be the point guard so I think OG can do it, but again, my biggest issue with OG is again is health. Like same thing, I'm, I, he's not on the same level obviously as Anthony Davis. What's the biggest concern with a guy like him? Health. What's the biggest concern with a guy like Zion? Health. They're constantly getting hurt. Imagine what these guys like. I I think OG's proven he could. He's very effective when he's healthy. Mm -hmm. But that key phrase there, when he's healthy, that's always the problem with guys like that. Like I think he could easily go above and beyond what he's done just be healthy man 
there's the problem. They need to all call LeBron and find out what the heck he's doing to keep yeah, doing what he's doing all these years, man. Yeah. Like, they all need to talk to him. You know, Pascal Siakam has been a, a big conversation amongst a lot of people. Even though this guy plays very well, and mm-hmm. we saw that stretch from January to the end of the season where he was just putting in work, yeah. right? Yeah. It still seems like a lot of people are on the fence with this guy. Half people are still saying to trade him. And the other half of the city swears by him. Yeah. Where do you stand with, with Pascal Siakam? And what do you like or dislike about what you've been seeing with him, especially you know what? Typically I, last season? I stand by Pascal. Like, I think sometimes the problem is in NBA, especially, and Toronto fans, because we're so into our teams we're so defensive of our players and our teams because we're not we're not a place where people want to come sign naturally all the time and when Kawhi left and pascal got that money all people said is he has to be a superstar but he was only still what what was that only his third year in the league yeah something like that that's a lot to put on somebody but let's be honest like how can we be mad at him third team all team nba all-star his numbers were great. Like, wh- how could anyone be mad at Pascal? Like, what, I don't know. I don't why, know. Are, like, are you mad that he's not getting thirty points a game or thirty-five points a game? Like, I don't know. What do you? What do people expect out of him? Like, do you think he delivered last year? I do. I thought he was fantastic. I think he was great. What is? What are people like? Not the NBA has different tiers, in my opinion. There's bench players, role players stars like all stars and then there's the superstars and how many real superstars are in the nba yeah don't judge it based on salary people are way overpaid how many real superstars are in the nba yeah like five that's that's what i kind of do i use like a a five star system where it's like your guy who's on the bench not really getting any minutes Mm -hmm. and then you have your two star which is your guy who comes off the bench and can produce something for you yeah. Your three star who's a everyday solid starter. Yeah. Your four star that's an all-star. Yeah. And then five star is is superstar. That's that's next level. Yeah. Okay. Your Giannis's. Yeah. Your your Steph Curry's. Yeah. You know what I mean? So That's right. If if going by that system, Siakam is like right there at at all-star, right? If he wasn't yeah. injured to begin the season, mm. he could have been an all-star again. Yeah, I season, agree. Right? Yeah. Now, to me, a future all-star in the making is going to be Scotty Barnes. Okay? 100%. Talk to me about what you liked from his game last season and where do you see it heading to this season? You know what? I thought I thought he'd come in and be like a the heck of a defensive player because we all knew that's what was expected. Same, yeah. And I did not think his like offense would be like as good as it was already especially at the nba level like his rookie year so i i think he he's 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 shown he could be on the verge of that star level of being an all-star but here's the problem like what happens when that like when you get certain expectations way beyond what you thought i guarantee you a lot of people in the city right now are thinking oh he's gonna be an all-star this year he's gonna average like 25 30 a game this is just his second year man i think if he at least 
equals what he did last year with maybe a little more, maybe a couple more points in, on his average, I think that's pretty good second year, in my opinion. Like, yeah, I do. I mean, I mean, Scotty Barnes is an absolute stud. I mean, he's he's even more chiseled than yeah. he was um, last season. I mean, his yeah. body is great. Um, it looks like he's putting in the work in regards to his shooting. Him being able to handle the ball in the open court is a massive boost because he's Dude. such an unselfish player, right? Yep. When we look at Barnes, how important is it that his play kind of takes the Raptors to the next level? Do you think that the Raptors can maybe get to a second round if he does what he did last season, or do you think he has to go beyond that? I think if he didn't get hurt going into that playoff round last year against Philly, I really believe the energy of the team and everything, I think they could have actually won that series. Like he came in, I think when we were down, what, 3-1 or 2-1 or was it 2-0? He came, he eventually did play, but coming off an injury into that type of situation is a lot of pressure. But like you said, if he's healthy, if he's, and he does look good and the summer, the summer runs, we all saw on the internet how good they did. I think if he plays, he doesn't have to be the top guy on the team. I think we still all believe that should be Pascal. But if he's that consistent second guy where there's no drop-off and he is ups his points per game by a bit and still plays defense, which I think we, we definitely know he's going to, oh, yeah. they will. I really believe they will be top four, and I really believe they'll get to the second round. I don't know about no not, nothing beyond second round. I think that's their... As of right now, I think second round's where they go if they're all healthy and they and they gel. But uh, okay. yeah, I really believe that he's the key. He has to be the second guy, not Fred Van Fleet. He needs to be the point guard, facilitate with all these guys. You got you got shooters and scorers, you really do. Besides Freddie, and against a really good team, as much as I love Fred Van Fleet, bigger point guards are going to make it way harder on him to score. That's what happened against Philly. Yeah, that's, that's what happened against Philly. We got to get these guys involved. So if he, if his assist goes up and his points go down, I think that benefits everybody when you got guys who could score. So we're going to wrap it up here, Gary. Okay. Where do the Raptors slot in the Eastern Conference? Because the, the East is deep now. The East is deep. Four. Okay. If they're going to be in four, you tell me the three teams above them. Uh, I will tell you, it'll be my opinion. It'll be Brooklyn, Milwaukee, and it, it will be Philly again. Top three. So no Boston. No. Miami. Honestly, man, I really think Miami's overrated. I don't know what it is. Like it's just, I've always, I just feel like they're overrated. I really do. Yeah. yeah. What do you think about Cleveland this year? They'll be. They'll probably be like the most exciting team to watch this year maybe even detroit i don't think detroit's going to win much but i think detroit's going to be up there with cleveland as like exciting young guys to watch day in and day out because they're just they're good but you know what man donovan mitchell quickly i'm sorry what did where did utah go with donovan mitchell donovan mitchell's a stud but did they get out of their first round with donovan mitchell well they is he is he that is he that is he that good to get them past that hump where do you see Cleveland? I see them five or six. 
Yeah, yeah, probably around that range. I see them yeah. around that range. It's it's, it's going to be really tough because I'm thinking about Brooklyn, like you mentioned, Philly. Um, I'm still thinking about the Celtics, Milwaukee. Uh, Cleveland is going to be pretty good this season. We know about the Raptors. Atlanta, I'm on the fence. I, I don't know. Like They went to a conference finals and completely just fell apart. Yeah. Crumbled. Uh, Miami is still going to be good because they got a bunch of dogs on that team to me. I believe. But I, I don't know, man. It, it's it's going to be it's going to be tough. I still have Raptors middle of the pack. I'm hoping, like you say, they finish in that fourth kind of area, fourth spot, just because it's nice to have that home court in the first round. But there's going to be a lot of activity in the Eastern Conference this year. It's going to be very fun to watch. Yes, sir. Uh, but my boy Gary, appreciate you, my brother. This is a Thanks bit of an experiment me, for me as well, and uh, I could tell you're just you're never going to stop being a hoops guy. You sound like an analyst already. I love it, man. I love it. Never going to uh, stop. Appreciate never you, man. So the next time we talk, we're going to expand, uh, not just you know about the Raptors, but about the NBA. Yeah, let's do it. Anytime yeah. you want, man. I'm so. honestly very happy you asked uh, that this happened. I'll gladly do this anytime we go back, man. Like anytime you need me, just tell me I'll be here. For real. Appreciate you, my man. Signing out. This is it for the Mike Roach podcast. I'll be back again soon. Peace, bro. You've been listening to the Mike Roach podcast. Where storytelling, sports, and keeping it real are the only ways to live by. We hope you've gotten some valuable and practical information from the show. Link up with us on Instagram at oxp.media or at microach7, where you can view images of the content on this program. We're on Facebook, Apple Podcast, Spotify, and wherever you get your podcasts. Have a wonderful day, and thank you for listening. Until next week. For years, Minky Couture has been donating blankets to NICUs across the country. Owner Sandy Henry's grandson was born at 30 weeks, and she placed a mini blanket in her grandson's incubator. We want to help other NICU families with the Heart of Minky program. For every adult-sized blanket purchased, Minky Couture will donate a mini-sized blanket to NICUs across the nation. Thanks to you, we can fulfill our dream to blanket the world. Leftovers or the DMV or house cleaning or Chumba Casino always brings the fun. Play over a hundred different games online for free from anywhere. You could redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. Live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.